Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. It's me, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. I am here today with someone who I literally just met like eight minutes ago. Because sometimes that happens in the podcast world. Someone reaches out and says, I would love to share what I have with your audience. And Madeline is that person. So Madeline McRae is a former corporate consultant and now a business growth strategist. And she helps people increase their sales volume and build systems so that they stop working 24-7. Already, I'm like intrigued. I cannot wait to learn more about this. This all began when she was working as a corporate executive and trying to find more time and freedom to raise her kid as a solo mom. Now, after five years in business, she has helped over 15,000 people hit the next stage of growth, whether it's their first million, or 5 million and even more. So welcome to the show, Madeline. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, ah, I, I cannot wait to dig into this information here because, you know, as you know, the audience here, my, my BDSM crew as Fitz Kohler has so lovingly dubbed them and it seems like it's catching on with them. Uh, it, my BDSM crew are direct sales moms. So they're definitely feeling that, that pull that you described in your bio about working, but how do you balance the work and being able to raise a kid and be there for your children? So let's, let's start with that. So tell us a little more about your story about, you know, figuring out this system. Yeah. So for me, sales has always been something I've loved. It was one of those unexpected loves because if you had told me when I was in high school that not only would I love sales, but I would be teaching it later in my career, I would have kind of like laughed in your face, like direct out laugh, bold face laugh, because I felt that sales was a dirty word, like dirty, dirty. And I felt that it was something that you do to someone. And I feel like that's how a lot of people look at selling. And even with direct sales, like you look at you're doing something to someone. And you're not actually, you're doing something for someone. And sales is really the art of empowerment. And I'm all about empowerment. I'm all about helping people step into and shine their brightest light. And I feel like sales is such a powerful vehicle to do that because you can master so many different elements of it from your product to your process and understanding that there are simple steps that you have to take to be excellent in sales that it actually is something that anyone could learn, you know, even if you don't have that it factor. So that's what drew me to it. I didn't, I didn't intend to be in sales. I actually intended not to be in sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know many people who intentionally go out there to be a salesperson. You know, yeah, it's, right. it's not when you ask a four-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up? None of them say, I want to sell stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's so funny because my mom was going through some stuff recently, like some like 
pictures and so on. And she sent me a picture of my very first entrepreneurial venture. I had the entrepreneurial bug when I was a little tiny girl and I, I never knew it as such. I just always felt like I wanted to do more. I never could understand what that was because I wasn't in an entrepreneurial environment, very blue collar upbringing. And so when I finally discovered like, Ooh, this is what this is. That fills that need that I've always felt. It was really exciting to be able to learn the skill that matched that inner vibe. So what jumps out at me from that piece of conversation is the fact that sales is a learnable skill, right? And I would have these people who, when, you know, when I was having the conversation about jumping into business with me and, and me being their leader, they would say things like, um, I'm not a salesperson like you. Yeah. And I go, oh, yeah, definitely understand that. Cause you know, can I share a secret with you? And they go, sure. And I'd be like, guess what? I'm not a born salesperson. In fact, when I was born, I couldn't even speak English. <laughs> Love that. And they go, and they go, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> so they wanted to emulate what I was doing and they obviously thought I was good at what I did. And they, they were like, well, certainly you just know how to do this. And it's like, no, I learned how to do it just like everything else that we do. I had to learn how to walk. I had to learn how to talk. Yeah. This is a learnable skill. Yeah, for sure. It's a learnable skill. hundred percent. And, and also like we beat ourselves up over not knowing how to do it. When, like you said, you had to learn how to walk and how to talk. So we don't laugh at a baby who doesn't yet know how to walk. We're like, oh, how cute. So if we could have that same level of gentleness for ourselves, when we don't know how to sell and be like, oh, how cute. Yeah, totally messed that one up. You know, you're going to fail a little, right? You're going you're gonna to fall a little bit. You're going to do stupid stuff. You're going to make mistakes. You're going you're gonna to fail a little, but we want you to fail forward. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love that so much. Seriously. Like that, that nugget of information that Madeline just shared right now, like instead of beating yourself up when you mess up the words or you mess up a conversation, instead of beating yourself up and going, Oh, you're so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Be like, Oh, that's so cute. You took your first step and you fell in sales. Okay. Time to get up and take the next step. I love that. That is such a great analogy, Madeline. Great. Look at you, y'all can see now why she was able to help people get to a million dollars in sales. Yeah. This, this is obvious. So, so going through the sales process and recognizing that this is something that you were good at and, and actually enjoyed, yeah. um, how did you begin to develop a process that, that you were able to then teach others? Yeah. So, um, necessity is the mother of invention. That's a, so I decided to leave my fancy corporate job and to start my own business really um, with no business starting my own business. <laughs> like, I didn't know I was all going to be involved. And if I had realized how painful it might be in the beginning, maybe just maybe I wouldn't have done it at all, which would have been a huge shame. So I'm so glad I didn't know that, that all that struggle was coming. But I realized that people don't have a lot of people have that same belief that the that your BDSM crew that you all are, are, are hearing probably from your prospects that I can't sell, I'm not sure I could do this. And I can't sell means I'm the first thing it means, as I don't know, A, knowledge, but B, it means I'm uncomfortable selling. So it's usually right at the beginning, I told you how I thought sales was a dirty word. Most people do, right? And not the good kind of dirty right? So <laughs> they, they're not all about it. And they feel like there's something shameful about it. 
And, mm-hmm. and it's because they don't recognize that sales is truly empowering when done well. So that was, I had, I had a bunch of clients who I realized they really don't know how to sell effectively. They're, they're doing a lot of kind of the right steps. They're doing them in the wrong order. They're at, they're using the wrong phrases because friends talk tracks are your friends. Knowing, just having a talk track right at the tip of your tongue that you can whip out anytime you need, that is like so key to successful selling. Because when you slip and you get off your game, it's like when you have these gorgeous uh, ice skaters, you know, they make a little stumble, they jump right back into their routine, right where they left off. You have to be the same. You can't let that slip up that, oh, how cute. You just fumbled over all your words. Ha <laughs> ha. You can't let that be the end of the sale conversation, right? You have to have something to get you right back on your game. So that's, it was necessity was the mother invention. I had a lot of clients whose businesses were doing all right, but they weren't flourishing and they were working so darn hard, like just so incredibly hard. And it's so much more, more effective to work smart, right? You don't have to slave away you are certainly allowed to put in good hard work and to reap an excellent benefit. And I would rather, you know, do the right steps once than all the wrong steps multiple times. Amen. So true. So with this, what, what my brain is attaching itself to in in that piece that you just talked about is the fact that as they're going through and having these sales conversations and cause right now people are having lots and lots and lots of what they think are sales conversations and really their pitch sessions sure. most of the time. And, cause there's a big difference between selling and pitching. <laughs> and I would say a vast majority of people who are in the direct sales network marketing MLM world are doing a whole lot of pitching and not a whole lot of actual selling. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're doing lots of pitching. So they're, they're probably trying to pitch to a hundred people a month. Right. And really they're only having maybe 10 great sales conversations. Right. So imagine if you could increase the number of sales conversations, stop pitching (laughs) completely. Imagine how much time would be freed up if you didn't have to pitch to 90 people, but instead had, instead of the 10 great sales conversations ended up having 30. Yeah. Great sales conversations in a month. Yeah. What would that do for your business? So if you can, if you can get better at the sales conversation, Mm -hmm. that's part of the working smarter instead of working harder. That's right. I totally so many nuggets. So, and I said, I would say that even, even going so far as to question yourself of who's doing the talking, because we are conditioned to believe that the person who's doing the talking carries the power in accurate facts. The person who's asking the question carries the power. So that's who actually has the power in the, in the conversation. And just look at the design of your face, right? Two ears, one mouth. Okay. So make sure that you're doing more listening, more asking than speaking, allow your prospects to be the one doing the speaking so that you can really listen and attach yourself to what they're important facts are, what they're wondering, what they're asking, and then you can truly and effectively sell. Absolutely. I I so agree with that. I have heard so many times, and this is just to back you up on what you were just saying. The person who talks the most 
loses, right? Quote unquote loses. Okay. So in a sales conversation, one might think of it as the person who talks the most is the person who's going to buy, right? It, so in any converse, any sales conversation, someone is always selling something. It's just a matter of you're possibly selling a product and this other person is selling the fact that they're not going to buy yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So I, I definitely agree because when you're asking questions, especially asking the right questions mm -hmm. and the key is, is listening to their answers, because when you listen to what they say, based on the questions that you're asking, when you're asking the right questions, they will literally tell you through their words, if you know what to listen for, they will tell you exactly how to sell them or not. Yes right? Totally will. But you just have to know the right questions to ask. So it's not just ask lots of questions and ask any questions. It really helps to know what questions to ask. Yeah. So do you work with your clients on those, you know, the types of questions that they should be oh, asking? 100% because it's what you should ask and when you should ask it. Okay. So I would imagine that your BDSM crew should be asking, have you ever worked with an MLM? Have you ever worked with someone in direct sales? Have you ever done it? What would, and if, if they say yes, what was your experience like? Because if they have had a very horrible experience, you have to show them, explain to them how you're going to set them up differently. Why was that experience bad for you? So not just questions, but more than questions, curiosity, really get curious about why did, they, why are they saying what they're saying? Because the first person that they're going to say yes to is not you. The first person that they're going to say yes to is themselves, right? They need to agree to do it before they'll even verbalize it to you. Holy crap. That like gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's like a, seriously for me, I, listener, if you're driving right now, please pull over and listen <laughs> to this part, you know, crew, you know, pull over if you're driving. Otherwise, if you're folding laundry, whatever, stop what you're doing right now. The person you're talking to has to give themselves permission first yeah. before they give you permission to sell to them. Yes. <gasps> oh, that's so true. I've never thought of it that way. And it's a hundred percent accurate. Oh, oh my God. Your questions have to be designed to reveal their inner conversation. What are they talking about inside of their head? What are they saying to themselves? What objections are they raising to themselves? And not to assume, A-S-S-U-M-E, don't do it, right? Don't assume that what they're thinking is what you are thinking in their shoes. Let them tell you, even if you're correct in your assumption, it's not you that needs to know it. Yes, you do. They need to know what their objections are, what's standing in their way. And most people don't have the space in their life to be heard deeply. And when they don't have the space in their own lives to be heard deeply, they're not used to speaking to someone to be heard deeply. So when you provide that space to them to really let them game out internal conversations externally with you, you are cementing relationship and relationship is where that sale is. Like if I was spelling out the word for you right now, relationship would have a dollar sign on the S. <laughs> Agreed. Oh my gosh. All right. So that's the title of today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 
relationship with a dollar sign in the middle. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because here's the thing. Cause people don't buy companies. People don't buy, or I shouldn't say people consumers. Consumers do not buy a company necessarily. They do not buy a product. What they're buying is the result and they buy the, and they buy into the person who is working with them in the sales process. Yeah. yeah. The salesperson, yeah. right? Yeah. They're buying you. So if you are in relationship with them, they're going to come back to you. Then you don't even have to play the price war. No, it's a totally different thing. <gasps> price is not the problem. My friends, price is not the problem. Price is what people say the problem is because that's a very easy scapegoat. Oh gosh. I can't even tell. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, this is huge. No, this is, I, I love, 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 love this because, you know, in, in the direct sales world, one of the big objections I hear from my own clients who are representatives for the companies that they're, you know, working with is that, well, I feel that our product is too expensive. Yeah. They already feel that way. So how can you even begin to win the price war? Yeah. If you are already in the place where you believe it's too expensive or so expensive that that's the reason that you joined in with the company, right? Yeah. So how do you get around the price conversation? This. So the first thing is that what you say, how you say it, what you talk about is what's real for you. Even if it's, you know, I'm sure we all have in our lives, those people that you're like, really? That's, but that's real for them. That's real for you. So if you're saying even the words price war, you're warring on money. Why? Yeah. Right. Don't war on money because money is a good thing. You want to attract that money. You want it to be like, mm, yes, come in. And if you're fighting a battle against it, against it, you're putting yourself in an oppositional position to it. Why wouldn't you make love to your money? Right. You want to, <laughs> you want to seduce the hell out of that money. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, scare it off. So yeah. I, I want um, you know, when you're thinking about how expensive is too expensive, you're asking the wrong question, right? Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, ask yourself a better question. So I'm going to do this in the handbag world. Okay. Cause all of us, all of us can relate to it. Whether you're a person who buys the handbag or you buy the handbag for somebody else, you know, that you can relate to this. So there's the, you know, no shame to Walmart. Okay. Our Walmart shoppers, no shame to Walmart. There's a $25 Walmart bag. It carries your phone carries your stuff, functional, probably pretty too, right? Functional and cute, nice. People buy it. There's a $250 coach bag, nicer, prettier, maybe better quality, but is it truly carrying your phone and your stuff so much better than a $25 bag? Meh, no, still functionally functions the same, but people, yep. people spend 250 for that bag all day, every day. Then you've got your $2,500 Louis Vuitton bag. People line up and wait for hours in Paris to get into the flagship store of Louis Vuitton to buy that bag. It's something people love and want and will save for. Or people who just easily can afford it and they waltz in and they buy them now and then and every time, right? For whom that $2,500 bag is their normal. It's their $25 Walmart bag, right? And then you have even another step above, which is the $25,000 Birkin bag. There is a buyer for every bag. The same goes with your product. It's only expensive 
relative to someone's money situation. And money is one of those things people don't really talk about. So you don't know someone's money situation. You don't know if that person who is showing up at your kid's PTA meeting has family money or their spouse is really, really doing well, or they're a badass biatch and they make money, right? You don't know this and don't sell out of your own pocket. If it feels expensive to you, you need to do an exercise. Can I give your, your crew an exercise to do? Yeah, please. A legit exercise. This is something I make my clients do. Okay. I do not let them cup out on it. I do not let them, oh, I didn't do my homework. I'll be like, okay, well, come back when you did, right? Like it's, this is that important to me and your results that you need to do it, okay? If you have the belief, because it's just a belief and a belief is not permanent. A belief is something that you hold to be true right now. It doesn't mean that it's the truth with a capital T. It means that it's your current truth, okay? So that's really important to remember that beliefs are mutable. They can change and we're going to change them right now. So if you believe, if it's you, you cannot look yourself in the eye and say, my products are totally worth it at full price. If that makes you even 1% squeamish, this exercise is for you. Okay. Now, if that makes you 80% squeamish, this exercise is really, really for you. (laughs) (laughs) good okay so I'm at the stage of my life where I can look dead into the into the mirror and say it's totally worth it at full price and every single cell of my body is fully aligned to it yours needs Mm -hmm. to be too so here's what that looks like you need to take a blank sheet of paper not a notebook like on your your computer I want you to pen and paper this because the physical act of writing it will help your body connect to it more because it's in your cells, this belief you hold in your body. So you need to break the belief in your brain and your body. Grab your pen and paper. At the top of the page, you write the benefit to me and to my client of paying full price for my product is. And you go to town, right? Now think about the benefits to you, right? You earn money. You become successful with money. You get to do fun things with your family. List them all. Don't be general. Be really, really, really specific as much as you can. Think about your client. Money is simply an exchange of value. That's it. We attribute all this other stuff to it, but someone is giving you money and you're giving them an object of value, whether that's a service or a product, right? So it's simply a format of exchange, right? We are not, we don't make money out to be something more than what it is. Let it be simple. It's an, it's a format for exchange. So you're allowed to enjoy that them paying full price gives you more money. You're allowed, right? Put it on your paper. It's a benefit to you. It's a benefit to your family. All the reasons why you want to earn money and why it's fun, all positive, positive, positive thing, list it. Then think about your client. When they give their money to something that has value, the perception of the value is more. The enjoyment of the product is more. So they get to see themselves differently, right? If you're selling something for their body, 
that maybe is a little bit higher price point than something else they could buy, maybe they feel worth it, right? Maybe that helps them feel more worthy, helps them feel more beautiful, goes on the paper. List them out and at least get to 25. At least 25 individual benefits to you and to your client of paying full price for your product. And if you still can't look at yourself in the eye, keep doing it. I, when I was first given this assignment, because it was first given to me before I borrowed it from someone else, I had to do 300 around a different topic because this, yeah. this is called a benefits worksheet and you can do it on any topic you want to transform your thinking around. But I had to do 300. So maybe you're not as bad as me and you, you don't have to do 300 and you can do 50. Yay. But it's the discipline of looking for what's good about it being at a higher price point versus the habit of looking at what's bad about it. Mm. Transformation. I love that. Oh my gosh. So let me tell you, this entire episode should be one that people listen to over and over and over again. I mean, this one right here, there's so many nuggets of information and value on this. I love the fact that it starts with the whole idea of your mindset around selling, your comfort with it, the, the, now the benefits to you and the other person. Cause I mean, let's think about it for ourselves, right? Let's, let's give an example of that, that last piece that you talked about the, you know, benefit that they get from paying full price, Mm -hmm. because how often, how often, and, and I'm sure if I could have like a little secret camera in everybody's house, who's listening to this right now, that when I say this, you're going to raise your hand. Mm -hmm. How many of you have given a free sample, free sample of your product to somebody to try and you check in with them three weeks later and they haven't touched it. Mm-hmm. How many hands are going in the air right now? Right. I gave a free sample and nobody, and, and they, they haven't even opened it. They, Cause you know what, you know how I know it happens because it happens to me all the time. People send me free samples of stuff all the time. And I go weeks before I ever use it, because guess what? I didn't invest in it. I didn't necessarily choose it. I might've said, yes, I'll try a sample, but I'm not invested in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just understanding that and beginning to understand that when people invest in the product, they're investing in the result that they're going to get from it. And so they're going to actually utilize it and, and, you know, yes, they're going to come out of it feeling more worthy or prettier or, you know, happier with who they are. So, and don't underestimate that people want, when people want something, they will pay for it. When people don't want it, they'll Mm -hmm. still take it for free. Right. So just be cautious. I'm not saying I, I, you know, don't get the wrong idea and don't send out samples. Right. You've got people need to try your stuff, but make sure that they want it, you know, organize your conversation in such a way that you've kind of peppered in the idea that, oh, we have some really great samples. And if you can call them complimentary samples instead of free, it still denotes that there's value to it. Right. That you could charge them, but you're so gracious as to give it as a gift. Right. And if you pepper in that you have samples and you talk about some things and the benefits and you really ask them good questions and they start to want it, the absolute best case you can end in is when someone said, would you please send me a sample? Right. That's what you're going for. That's when you know that there's they bought into your story. Right. If you can get them to ask you for a sample. 
that's gold. Ah, oh, yes. That's how, you know, you've sold them. Right. Cause I totally thought where you were going with that was that they go ahead and say, yes, that they're going to buy it. But can I have a free sample to get me by until the stuff gets in? Yeah. Well, Hey, if they do that, if they're going to buy, I would make it a gift. Like, Hey, you know, why don't we go ahead and get this order placed today? And at, and what I'll do is because I'm such a generous individual, what I'll do is I'm going to send you a couple of samples so you can start to use it while you're waiting for it to arrive. Like how cool is that going to be? And then they'll be like, you're the best. I'm always going to buy from you. Yep. Ah, I love it. Oh my gosh. So Madeline, I've got a number of crew who are listening to this right now going, I want more. I want more. I want more. Yes. How would you like them to reach out to you? What, I mean, do you have any sort of offer that you would like to, to put out for people or would you prefer people just reach out to you and have a conversation and how should they connect with you? Yeah. So the fastest and easiest way to connect with me is going to go, be to go to my website, which is mm McRae. So three M's in a row, M M M A C R A E.com. MMMcRae.com. When I created that website, I never imagined how hard it would be for people to spell it. <laughs> but sometimes, so three M's, A-C-R-A-E.com, MMMcRae.com. And to click on the option to have a chat with me. It's complimentary. I will give you my time if you are willing to invest in yourself, right? Remember that you want to model the behavior that you're going to ask of your clients. If you are not willing to invest in yourself, I am a coach. I am a consultant. I sell a sales course. If you need to learn how to sell, I sell a sales course and it's not free 99. Okay. So remember that if you are willing to make that, that investment in self, then by all means, come and take some time from my calendar because that's what it's there for. It's there for us to have a conversation and despite the fact that I'm all about sales, what it will feel like is just a conversation, right? It will just feel like a conversation and we'll figure out if we vibe together, if I can support you. And if it's very clear that I can help you get to the next level, then I'll talk about what it looks like to work with me. And if it's clear that I'm not a good fit for you, then we'll leave, leave as friends. Just that simple. I love it. So, you know, BDSM crew, you guys know how this goes. As long as you're not driving, grab your phone, click on the episode and scroll up because her website is right there in the show notes. So that way you are able to um, click right on that. You don't have to go try and type it out and find, make sure you're spelling it right. We are putting it in the show notes for you. So, you know, mmmcrae.com, just find that you're going to see it. It's going to look like a link, click on it. And then if you're interested in learning more about her sales course, her sales conversations, then book a time with her, yep. you know, set it up, book a time to have a conversation with her and see if you guys are a fit. Absolutely. You want to make sure. Cause guys, just based on this conversation alone, she's worth it. She's oh, worth okay. it. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> she's worth it because I mean, here I am, I'm also a sales coach and I'm like, this will be a fun conversation. Cause I love talking sales. Even I had my own aha moments guys. And when, when somebody who's already a sales expert is having like little dings go off in their head. You're, you know, my brain was firing. I was having goosebumps. When you have a visceral reaction to learning something, you know that that's a big deal. So Madeline, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to, to share this knowledge with us. This is awesome. My pleasure. So, so delighted to have been your guest. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, and I, 
I don't see this being the end of our, our working together. I think there's <laughs> going to be a continued collaboration okay. here, Madeline. So, all right, BDSM crew, you guys know how this goes. Stay tuned for the next episode. It's on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.